0: It's live. Yeah. But it's recorded, so it's not live. It's...
1: it's live to us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's go, baby. All right. I don't know if we're going to have to cut all of that out, but... We
1: might. <laughs> Just because yours went red. Never seen it go red. Only yellow.
0: My apologies to the viewers if, uh, if I'm screaming at you.
1: Don't Use headphones. Yeah. For the first part.
0: Yeah, but you're you're good now. I'll I'll watch myself. I'll I'll try to be better. Uh yeah, man, we got a we got a stacked show. We do. Yeah.
1: There's a lot to talk about.
0: Yeah. Let's uh let's jump into this, man, because I don't want to be two and a half hours again.
1: <laughs> That's always not the goal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um man, we got some trailers that I wanted to talk about that I think they've been out for a while, to be honest. I just right. did not realized that they were and so I hadn't yeah. seen them but
1: yeah. they're not even like trailers that are previewed in like theaters or like commercial wise like I feel like these trailers haven't been shown off at least anywhere that I've seen
0: right like I saw a couple for the first time on Saturday when I was at the movies mm-hmm. but it they definitely haven't been like floating around a yeah, whole no, lot literally. compared to what I feel like they should be right So,
1: like with one of them being like Mission Impossible, yeah, like that's a huge franchise, yeah, that would be
0: for sure, for sure. I mean, I just we just watched that like two minutes ago before we started recording this. So, yeah, what what do you think of that, man? You told me a freaking bombshell, you (laughs) have never seen any of the six Mission Impossibles that were out, and I probably won't see the seventh. Really, not interested. No, I might
1: get around to it eventually, but. It's the same, like I was telling you, it's the same kind of genre to me as like Top Gun. They're just movies that don't necessarily look super interesting to me. Mm. Not saying that they're bad movies or anything like that, but I don't know. They never like caught my eye. And so I just never got around to like watching those kinds of movies.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's understandable. They're for sure like a different breed of, of action movie i guess um i was kind of saying before we started this that i wish fast and furious would stop trying to be mission impossible (laughs) because i feel like that's what fast and furious has become and it feels so unnecessary there and so over the top whereas honestly there's a lot of mission impossibles i guess there's only six there's not that many but There's a few that are really, really good that are some of my favorite action movies. And then there's a few that I could kind of care less about. I never saw the sixth one just because of when it came out. Like Mm -hmm. I was like moving and stuff. So I just never got around to seeing that one. But I definitely want to see that sixth one because the seventh one did look pretty cool. I don't think it looks out of the realm of like every other Mission Impossible that Mm -hmm. they've already done, but it does look like something I'd want to go see personally. Right.
1: Yeah. I might get around to seeing it just because I feel like my movie watching needs to still be broadened. So <laughs> I think i I think the first Tom Cruise movie I've ever seen was Top Gun.
0: Really? I think so. Never maybe. saw like the Outsiders from the 80s or interesting.
1: Yeah. So maybe I should see some more Tom Cruise.
0: I mean Again, it's kind of all like at the same movie, more or less. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like when you watch a Dwayne Johnson movie, and only his muscles can save the world. It's like only Tom Cruise sprinting in a suit can save the world in in every every Tom Cruise movie. So, yeah, right.
1: I just don't get why they keep calling it Mission Impossible when obviously it's been it's, done. Yeah, it's been successfully <laughs> done. So, yeah, new I, title: Mission Impossible Seven instead of Impossible Mission. Very
0: difficult. <laughs> And there we go. Mission nearly impossible. <laughs>
1: yeah, I like really rolls off the tongue.
0: Mission borderline impossible. <laughs> that that may have to be what they start calling it going forward if they if they keep doing these right.
1: things. Literally.
0: Yeah. But the other one we just barely watched was Insidious Five: The Red Door. Yeah. And uh, you said you've only seen one, right? Two. Two. Because
1: I forgot about the okay. last key. I don't remember. Which one I watched besides The Last Key, um, but other than those two, I haven't seen, I guess, the other what two now. This is this will be the fifth Insidious movie, yeah, yeah. So I haven't seen the other two, but watching that trailer makes me want to kind of like watch all of them,
0: yeah. So I, Insidious is probably my favorite horror movie franchise, and it's just because. I feel like they care equally as much about the story and mm. the plot development and the character development as they do about the scariness of the movie. Right. Whereas there's so many horror movies that are just concerned with how scared you get watching it. Right. And I don't mind like a, the tone of a horror movie or being scared in a movie. I think like, it's in, like enjoyable kind of to, you know, get that. I don't know.
1: Adrenaline. Pump. Yeah. Adrenaline
0: <laughs> pump, I guess from, from kind of the jump scares and stuff. Yeah. But The insidious movies were so fun for me to watch Mm -hmm. because I mean, they come out, they've been coming out for a while now, like early 20 teens, I think is when they started. Yeah. And the first two are two of my favorite, not even scary movies. Like, I just love those first two movies because of how the plot progresses through those two three and four. I liked for different reasons. Mm -hmm. I don't think the plot was quite as good. I felt like the third one, they were kind of going for more of what other horror movies have been doing, just trying to make it scarier. And then the fourth one just had some freaking – the last key had some freaking weird, nuts, creepy plot twists that made me super uncomfortable.
1: It sucks because I don't even remember them very well because I was probably – I don't know when the last key came out. All I remember is I saw it in theaters with a bunch of friends, so I probably wasn't even really paying attention because
0: you're just hooligan around yeah yeah
1: probably. so and i remember the first one i watched i begged my dad can we please watch a scary movie i've never seen one yeah and we watched it and he was like if we watch this like you have to sleep in your room you're like 13 years old like you, you can't get scared and come into my room yeah. like i got this yeah like three quarters into the i don't even think i finished the movie Really? I feel like three no i did because i remember the ending but I go into my room and I swear I just see like a dark shadow in my corner, darker than my entire room. So I went into my parents' room and watched Disney Channel that night. Oh man! So I could balance out the yeah. terror. And you
0: something. got you got to do that sometimes. I f- I think for one of my birthdays we got a bunch of my friends and we went up to our our family cabin mm-hmm. and we watched a bunch of scary movies. And at the end, I think we had to turn on Paul Blart Mall Cop because we were <laughs> we we're all just like the tension's too heavy we can't go to sleep like this which big shout out to kevin james for that one i I love that movie (laughs) but yeah i i i'm pretty excited for the fifth one i think it's cool that they're kind of returning to the original family because three and four don't really cover their family very much it's about the other characters in the movie right but i think it's really cool that they're gonna um kind of build on that storyline from the first two because those two are definitely my favorite and i think that i think patrick wilson the guy who plays the dad in the movie, is directing it which mm. is exciting to see i don't know if he's directed before okay so
1: yeah and like kind of what i was telling you before i think it's cool that they don't have to be rated r to right. make a good scary movie because yeah. that's that's my problem with a lot of scary movies is Usually, if it's PG-13, it's probably a trash, scary movie. Right. Like, you might have a decent storyline, but other than that, it's probably a garbage movie. <laughs> yeah. But then, with it being rated R, yeah, you have, like, the scare factor and whatever, sure. but it's just a whole lot of unnecessary elements to a movie. Right. And so, I feel like Insidious <clears throat> does it perfectly to where it's, like you said, a solid storyline. Um, It has, a, as we saw in the trailer, like, it looks creepy. It lo- yeah. Uncomfortable. So. Yeah huge props also are we okay i just want to make sure i actually yeah. push record yeah
0: no we're recording okay. it's all good just making sure we're still figuring it out guys yeah. <laughs> you guys probably know you've if you if you're still here and you've listened to the first two you know we're still figuring it out because i mean i'll apologize right now but uh anyways we'll yeah. we'll move forward from there but the other one that i saw i think i've seen this trailer before actually but i just saw it in the theaters yesterday is the grand turismo trailer yeah that's did you the, watch that one that's the racing one right? yeah yeah
1: so i saw that one also in theaters um i think it was during guardians of the galaxy 3 that i saw it um it looks super cool it's mm-hmm. a cool concept um i'm assuming it's based off the video game is that even a real video game
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. So Grand Turismo is a, a video game. Okay. Um, yeah. Did you have more to say about it, or it
1: just looks super cool? Yeah. And I'm really bad with actors' names. I think I've said that in every single podcast that we have now. But <laughs> the the main dude that's like training them, the dude that's in David Harper? Games, yeah.
0: From yeah yeah yeah.
1: I really like him a lot, so I'm glad he's in the movie. Yeah. So. And, and or- Orlando cool Bloom's
0: concept. another actor, the guy from Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know if you have followed movie, those. So. Okay. Yeah. Well. Got some work to do then, but a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, so I they played an extended trailer that kind of was an explanation from the cast before the actual trailer in the theater yesterday. And I had no idea that it, well, I kind of heard that it was based on a true story. So apparently there's a real dude, current active race car driver for Nissan who basically got into it because of this program that they did at one point. And he is the stunt driver for his own character in the movie. Wow. Which I thought was super yeah, sick. That's like super cool. Man. I know Bethany Hamilton did that for Soul Surfer, mm-hmm. like for the surfing action scenes in yeah. that movie. But I thought it was super cool that he's stunt driving for his own movie about his life because he's like yeah. a current race car driver, which that's I thought super was cool. nuts.
1: Is... That's not the main kid, is it? The main in the trailer?
0: Yeah, that no. So oh, okay. it that guy's an actor. Yeah, okay. but like when it's in the car and it's not showing his face, and that's, it's showing like it's the in... driving. It's the actual real race car gotcha. driver. But it itself. is
1: like it's the kid. But like,
0: yeah. So the character is the guy okay, that's okay. the stunt driver. Gotcha. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was nuts. Yeah, so it's legendary. I and then the the Nas song that they play during the trailer <laughs> yeah. gets me so. <laughs> and it's a perfect movie song trailer because honestly, I don't. I love a lot of Nas, but that isn't my favorite Nas song. Yeah. But it fits so well, and <laughs> it's so cool in the trailer. I'm really excited to see that it, one. It I think looks super good. Yeah, I'm worried that I feel like films like that disappoint me a lot when they actually come out. Yeah. But I have really high hopes that it will be a super cool action, Absolutely. story movie.
1: Yeah, no, it, it looks really good. Yeah, excited.
0: And then after that one, you're mega hyped about is the blue
1: oh dude the trailer so i watched the trailer for the first time this is the first time i've seen the trailer (laughs) it's gonna be another comedic superhero sure which i i like that depending on the character so like if you look at guardians of the galaxy perfect if you look at ant-man perfect if you look at thor no (laughs) Uh, (laughs) good third movie but still no but so blue beetle I feel like is a perfect fit, especially in such a darker universe. Mm-hmm. Like you have Barry Allen, you have the flash with his kind of witty kind of like Spider-Man kind of character. Yeah. Shazam. Yeah. Shazam. And so I feel like he'll be a good part in DC. I, I haven't heard anything about his story, not being canon moving forward, right. or if they're restarting on him, he's such a side character that like you could keep him in. You don't yeah. have to restart on him. Cause this is the first time you're even bringing him up um but it looks cool the graphics look super cool um even just the scenes where he's like flying around or like fighting in the suit and then the suit at the very end says like i can create anything that you imagine and then he pulls out this like super giant sword and it's like (laughs) good choice yeah yeah i lost my mind it looks super good
0: yeah so i i feel like this is a movie that i would have been mega excited for like four years ago (laughs) and It's not that I don't like Blue Beetle or that I don't feel like that's a good fit for DC because I do think he could complement what they have very well. But I just feel like the dip in quality of superhero movies has me so worried for characters like him right now. That's because like Ant-Man comes out several years ago and it fits perfectly. Guardians of the Galaxy, same thing. Right. The Like where superhero movies were as a whole was in the perfect place for them to come out. But I feel like right now, and especially in DC, where there's so much in the air, it feels like such a dangerous time to introduce a character like the Blue Beetle. Right. Yeah. But I do think it has a ton of potential because it's not a super super popular mainstream superhero. Like anytime you reboot a Batman, like there's a ton writing on it because everybody loves Batman. Every time you reboot Spider Man, there's a ton writing on that. Superman, same thing but there's some characters like him where you have a little more wiggle room to play with and make it your own and make it not only like a tribute to the character really well, but Mm -hmm. make it a really, really good movie. And I think they do have the potential to do that. And I think, like you said, there's a lot of comedic aspects. Like, I don't know if you caught that George Lopez I think is his dad in the movie. Yeah. And so I think I love George Lopez. I'm curious to see how he'll fit in a superhero movie, but he had some great one liners in the trailer um i i am excited to see how it turns out i'm just very nervous that it's going to be trash yeah
1: and i mean like like you were saying with the wiggle room they have a lot to play with i feel like just because this is the first time we're even seeing bluebeard true so like brand new character to cinema um and i mean i if i'm correct i think they've been working on this movie before they even announced like oh yeah we're starting over everything right so to just scrap that movie, I feel like would have been a huge disappointment. Mm-hmm. Unless the movie sucks, then you could have done it <laughs> and we would have been fine. So yeah.
0: but I'm mean, yeah. I'm stoked. That's true. I I do think it has the potential to be very good because yeah. of all of that wiggle room like like we've talked about. But I guess we'll have to see. I think that one yeah. comes out in August, so it's a few months after oh, so the flash. Stoked. And so I don't know what they're gonna do with it because <laughs> I feel like There's way too much up in the air at DC right now for me to be confident in anything they're doing. Yeah, no,
1: that's valid. That's, yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: Uh, The last big trailer that I think I saw, the first time I saw any hype for it was Mm -hmm. on Instagram. And Mm -hmm. I've not seen it in theaters. I had to not look super hard, but it took me a minute to like find this movie. It's the creator Mm -hmm. starring John David Washington. Yeah. Did you watch this one? I did. What do you think of this movie, this trailer?
1: It looks like a higher quality iRobot with okay, with a, a little bit of a higher um concept, like yeah. really going into A especially nowadays because AI is the huge thing yeah. going on and we're still like working on it and everything. But yeah. I feel like it's just a current day iRobot. Yeah. Which kinda scares me a little bit because iRobots not a good movie yeah out of will smith's movies it's one of the lesser uh good movies
0: um you can say bad you
1: don't have to say less good (laughs) yeah it's bad um but i mean the quality looks really good um what did i see him in what was the movie he's in the tenant yeah Yeah. so i love him as an actor he Mm -hmm. his performance was amazing in tenant so i'm already excited that he's going to be the main uh character in this Mm -hmm. um I feel like they showed a little bit much in the trailer.
0: I would have liked a little more mystery right. I agree. Like there. I didn't need yeah. to know that the child
1: was a robot yeah. in the trailer. Yeah. Cause I feel like that was a big plot twist right off the bat. Yeah. And so I was like, whoa. Yeah. That sucks. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: I already I already know exactly <laughs> what this movie is gonna be like unless they've got more up
1: their sleeve. Yeah. So it, it feels like um like a current day iRobot. Mm-hmm. And then did you ever see or play the game detroit no super good game um it's basically a game about uh these androids kind of taking consciousness and okay. trying to bring freedom to androids to where there's peace. well you can decide if right. you want peace but yeah. i always chose the peaceful side so <laughs> peace between androids and humans so it feels like kind of like a mixture between right. the two okay but graphics and everything looks super cool. Yeah,
0: so I thought I thought a, l- a little bit similar. I thought it looked like a modern adaptation of maybe like Terminator. Mm. I don't know if you ever saw any of those movies, but those are kind of classics from um, back in the day. And it looks like because I don't I I feel like anytime more technology advancements come out, people are like, "Oh, Terminator, it's gonna happen," <laughs> and like. I feel like what the crew did with this movie, at least it looks like, is they kind of just took what's actually happening and what people's actual fears are right now and yeah. made it a movie. <laughs> because I'll be honest, dude. AI kind of does give me the willies. Like,
1: Yeah. Why do I don't like that it
0: like? can teach itself so much so quickly. Like,
1: yeah, That's not right.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I've just... <laughs> I, I don't have Snapchat, but they have the new AI thing on Snapchat, and I've heard like people just get weird messages from it, like creepy stuff.
1: Bro, can I find one? I texted it. <laughs> I had to, cause I saw, I saw the same kind of thing. Yeah. Um, keep talking while I pull it up.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I, but to get back to the movie about it, it does look super. They interesting. delete the messages. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, it's don't, not saved. they don't want you to expose AI on the I named podcast.
1: him Kevin from the FBI.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, I mean, AI kind of does give me the willies, but yeah. hopefully they, they resolve people's concerns with it. But I do think it makes for a very interesting movie premise. And like you're saying, John David Washington looks like a really good fit for the role based on what he did in Tenet, which gives me similar vibes of movie style at least Mm -hmm. so i think like the hype that i was seeing was like this is the dark horse for movie of the year and i would not be surprised if it is one of the best movies i see this year absolutely but it's definitely a movie that caught my eye and i'm like okay i gotta see this when it comes out
1: right yeah i feel like with um with that movie oppenheimer and like with air i feel like we're finally getting into a realm of like What is going to be movie of the year? Because right now for me, like I've said, it's air. Yeah, I think that's Mm -hmm. the best movie out this year. Um, But I wouldn't be surprised if it changed to either one of those. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it definitely does feel like... I'm really excited to... Sorry, I got mind blank right there. But to wrap that thought back to what I was going to say, I think movies are finally getting back to an exciting place in theatrical release terms because in COVID especially everything was like streaming releases and that's cool and that's fine and there was some decent movies that came out of Mm -hmm. it like Tenet was kind of a product of uh, the pandemic and you had some other various superhero movies and what have you that came out and then there's movies like Top Gun that they kind of sat on for such a long time to release in theaters after the fact. Right. And then like the Batman did so well in theaters. And this year I feel like there's another big step forward in that. Like, right. We're back to kind of the quality of movies that we were getting before then. Yeah. And that makes me really excited just as a fan of movies.
1: Yeah. Like for me, Especially going into not I'm not gonna say newer movies because they're they've been out forever. Sure. But for me, seeing them for like the first time, yeah, it's like I'm actually getting excited about anything that's not superhero related. Like for the first time, probably ever. Like
0: yeah, which is a cool thing to that see. Is cool. I'm
1: growing.
0: <laughs> it's development, man. <laughs> that's good to hear, bro. <laughs> um so I, I mean, I don't I would say honestly, the creator and Gran Turismo are two of the movies of these new trailers that I saw that mm-hmm. I am the most excited for. Yeah. But I, I do feel like I will want to see all of them yeah. at some point.
1: I think the one that probably got me the most hype besides Blue Beetle is uh, the new Insidious movie. Yeah. Yeah. That cool. one looks really, really good.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, we're going to talk here in a little bit about, we're going to, I guess you can't really preview the NBA finals if they've already started. Yeah. We're going to talk about the NBA finals though. And we're going to talk about uh, the new Metro Boomin' mm-hmm. Spider-Man soundtrack. But before we do that, there was a bunch of new singles that came out this week. Yep. Um, some new songs that we were both listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll jump in with the first one that I heard. And it was the new Music Daily cover song, Popular, by the most ragtag random group of singers. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> Weekend playboy cardi and madonna and i was like oh my goodness this may be the worst song i hear this year or it could be decent but i don't think it's gonna be good so and i listened to it and i i I mean you're not the biggest fan of i feel like any of those artists more or less at least there was the second person playboy cardi oh yeah absolutely not okay but i was bad yeah i was thoroughly impressed by this song to be honest with you yeah and it was 99% of it, I think, had to do with the production. It Mm -hmm. was so bouncy. It felt like a club song that I would hear in the 80s. Yeah. And I haven't seen any trailers or anything about this new TV show that The Weeknd's doing, which it's on the soundtrack for. Oh, is that? Okay. But just based on what The Weeknd's done with a lot of this bubbly 80s pop lately, Mm -hmm. it was a super cool step in the same direction. It felt like kind of a lateral step yeah. to something yeah. equally as good like it didn't go outside of the realm of like 80s bubble pop but yeah. it was very different than the sound of 80s pop that he's been trying to do recently right which i really liked and because of that i think madonna fit the song pretty well i mean that was her era yeah more or less um i mean plenty of people don't like madonna myself included <laughs> but uh regardless that's when she was making most of her music and right. The only part that felt weird was Playboy Cardi's feature just kind yeah. of ad libbing a ton of like post hook stuff, and it just didn't feel like it fit, but the rest of the song I found really bouncy and enjoyable, yeah. and like i said ninety nine percent of it was the production, but mm. the weekend and the and Madonna's vocals on it both complemented what was going on with the music really well,
1: yeah, I listened so that was not the first one I listened to just because, oh. No, that was the first one I listened to while going through all these. And I had the same thought, like, what is this little match? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just the week prior, I just listened to Taylor Swift and I spy. So am I gonna get another one of those? Right. So I, I listened to it and and I agree, like I was more shocked that I'm I, I didn't like I didn't love it. Yeah, but it wasn't terrible mm-hmm. besides Playboy Play Party. <laughs> yeah, that's just a weird little curveball in there, but yeah. Um, the weekend did good. And then I zoned out (laughs) like it was cool background music. I was just playing games while listening through these songs. Mm -hmm. so it was cool background music, nothing spectacular where I'm like hanging on to each word. Like, wow, this is Mm -hmm. a masterpiece. But it was like, it was a good song. I'll give them credit where credit's due.
0: Agreed. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I felt like this is a song that you would hear in the club, in the yeah. 80s, and maybe that is when it'll occur in this TV <laughs> show. It's hard to know music without seeing where it fits in, but right. I do feel like it might fit into that kind of show, I guess. I don't, Like I said, I don't really know anything about it, but I feel like it's going to fit in really well wherever yeah. it goes in the show. I feel like a lot of,
1: at least this week, so I feel like a lot of the songs that I at least listened to were a lot of like clubbish music. I don't know yeah. if that's where I don't know who exactly you listened to for this week's yeah, but the couple of artists that I saw drop and listened to a lot of the ones were very club field music.
0: Yeah, what what was another one that you heard? So there were this
1: this one kind of shocked me. It was a uh, the chain smokers and
0: oh my gosh, the- don't say blood nymph from the Taco Bell commercial song. Is that what it is? Yeah, hey, she no gives way. me nightmares, man. That that Taco Bell hey, commercial song. One, like, yeah, I listened to it too just because great. That was a great song. Man, she gives me nightmares though. I couldn't do her vocals. She scares the crap out of me.
1: No, I thoroughly enjoyed that song. I didn't even know that was the same song.
0: Yeah. Well, that, it's not the same song, no. but same same person. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it was It was a really good song. I thoroughly enjoyed that one,
0: man. Well, <laughs> I do I do respect what they were going for, and like I said, I, I think I may have enjoyed it more if that Taco Bell song didn't give me the freaking willies so much. I love Taco Bell and I didn't want to eat there for weeks until they stopped running that commercial. <laughs> Man, that song creeps me out. Holy Toledo. And then I like looked up the song on Apple Music, and she like wears elf ears all the time and <laughs> i know because it's the stuff of nightmares golly just be normal people anyways i'm glad that you enjoyed that one yeah i liked it a lot (laughs) i honestly i feel like i may have enjoyed it if it wasn't her singing it just because i i think i'm i'm off of traumatized yeah i really was we got to move on before I start thinking too much about, about that Taco Bell song. Um, another one that I heard was Don't Give It Away by Friday and Chris Brown. Did you listen to that one? No. So, I saw it. Yeah. I I like a lot of Chris Brown. I think he's super unique voice, a staple in music, 100%. Um, I do feel like the older he's gotten in his career, a lot of his stuff sounds – derivative of himself (laughs) like a lot of it sounds like the same song um and i felt like this was just another kind of step in that direction like it was fine it was enjoyable but it just sounded like other chris brown that i'd heard before so i don't know that i really would listen to it again not because it's bad just because i feel like i've heard it
1: yeah i was gonna click on that one but then i saw pressure by MGK yeah. and so I kind of just absolutely forgot about Chris Brown <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, this is one of the songs I needed to listen to."
0: Yeah, I wasn't a fan of it. The the, the pressure, pressure song. song. Yeah, I I think ever. if you were to can... google the definition of mid, this song that would song, be linked yeah. to mm-hmm. that de- description. Yeah.
1: And I, like this is kind of what I expected from MGK. I'm yeah. not going to lie, like I was not excited. I wasn't like not looking
0: forward to it, but it's like I'll listen to it when it comes. yeah,
1: <laughs> like I think his little pop rock thing that he's been doing, I think that fits him very, very well. yeah, I think he has the capabilities of rapping, but shouldn't do it very often <laughs> respectfully. yeah, like and- I think he does good on features like when I think uh two of the people he collabs really well where it's kind of like a mix between pop rock and rap is black bear and trippy red
0: yeah yeah that's about it and he he did incorporate a lot more rap on mainstream sellout which i thought sounded fine when he did it yeah um but i'm with you i felt like i listened to this pressure song and i was just like all right that's exactly (laughs) what i thought you would put out like i'll probably never listen to it again I wouldn't necessarily say it's garbage, but it wasn't good.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. It's a very forgettable song, and I'll probably forget about it by next week. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I forgot about it until you brought it up. That's valid. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, it it wasn't very good. Anyways, uh, a song that surprised the heck out of me Mm -hmm. was Bread and Butter by Gunna. Did you hear that song when it came out? Yeah. I, I feel like, I mean, I'll be honest. I am not the biggest Young Thug or Gunna fan, and I feel like they're kind of more or less the same. And when it comes to them, I feel like I'd prefer Young Thug over Gunna in general. Yeah. But I thought this song was really cool. I thought the production was really good. His vocals are pretty monotone for what I feel like he does. Yeah, absolutely. But the chorus was kind of catchy. I really liked the lyrics. Like he kind of dove a little bit into what he's been going through. With his like legal troubles lately and everything, and you know, that's its own story. But it was cool to hear him acknowledge it and be like, I went through some stuff with this and like life was not enjoyable, yeah. But like I'm back doing the only way I know how to get through these times, like trying to heal myself through it. And I thought it was it was really cool. Like I ended up downloading it and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not the biggest gunna fan anyways. But yeah,
1: I <clears throat> so I heard it I think on accident because I <laughs> So I, like I said, I was I was playing games while listening to all of these songs, and yeah. I think I need to never do that again, so I can actually <laughs> listen to the music. <clears throat> so it it came on, and I don't remember in pushing like play next or anything on yeah. it, like having it in my queue, but it played, mm. and I was just kind of like, "What's this?" Pause my game, look at it. And I was like, "Whatever, yeah." Kinda like I'm just gonna keep playing, yeah. And so I did. So I didn't listen to the actual <laughs> song at all. I just had it playing, right? But you're right, like production wise. I mean, I didn't skip it. So yeah, that's a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll probably go back and listen. I just thought it was an accident. I just yeah. thought like some random music. You were was just like, playing. all right. Yeah. I was just like, whatever. <laughs> like I'm still playing. I, right. I can't, I can't stop right now. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'll go back and listen.
0: Yeah. I, I, I liked it a lot. And like I said, I'm not the biggest gunna fan, but I, I think it was ultimately the lyrical vulnerability mm that I got from it that was like, this is kind of a cool song, which I feel like you don't get a ton from those guys that make that kind of music. Yeah. But anyways, um, the next song that I listened to was Motion by Ty Dolla Sign. What'd you think of that one? It was decent. Yeah.
1: I feel like I've heard a lot of music exactly like that.
0: It was, it felt a little bit kind of like that bouncy club vibe thing that you were talking about.
1: Right. But at the same time, I feel like I haven't heard a lot from Ty Dolla Sign, yeah, to the point where it was like a cool little change up in my music. Mm-hmm. I didn't download it or anything, I didn't think it was anything special, but yeah, I it was a good it. song nonetheless. Um, like I said, it was just um a good vibe, so it was enjoyable to listen just because I haven't heard anything from him in, yeah, a while now, yeah, yeah,
0: it's been a minute. I mean. I don't know why. I feel like the Ty Dolla Sign songs that I really like are these weird soundtrack songs that he does. Like, I think he was on that Shell Shock song from the TMNT Hold movie. On. That mo- that song is great. I know. Oh,
1: I, I forgot that song existed.
0: Yeah, and then I think he did. Wasn't he on Sucker for Pain too? Off of the, uh, is he one of the features? I artists? think he's on Sucker for Pain off of the, uh, whatever the heck that movie is called, Suicide Squad soundtrack. I feel like that's his wheelhouse for no good reason, but that this song yeah, he is he is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I don't know why I just vibe with whatever songs he puts out like that, but yeah. I, this song and the next song on my list, uh, Porsche Topless by Kid Cudi, mm. I felt like, Oh, it's like cool to hear them making some, some decent music. Like I haven't heard their voices much yeah. lately, but Neither of them were songs that I feel like I'd go back to a ton or download, but like, yeah, it was cool to hear him drop something that wasn't half bad.
1: Right. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't really feeling the Kid Cudi, but I, I didn't even know that was Kid Cudi until I looked at what I was yeah. listening to. And I was like, okay, I remember pushing play next, but this doesn't sound like anything yeah. you make ever. Yeah. So like,
0: it, it it does feel out of place for him. Um, I don't know if you listened to intergalactic, his last little album that he did, but mm-hmm. it reminded me a lot of that, which, is definitely astray from what he normally does. Yeah. Um, And I like a lot of Kid Cudi as much as the next guy, but the dude's whole career has been very hit or miss <laughs> for me. Like even on his man on the moon album, which had like day and night and Pursue happiness and all right. the classics. There is a bunch of like boogers in between there. <laughs> like that just are not very good. At least in my opinion, I'm sorry if any Kid Cudi fans are out there and don't like that, but Oh, yes, another fan base to try. No, I'm not trying to piss off Kid Cudi's fan (laughs) base. I like the man. But But, yeah, it it wasn't his best work, I would say. Yeah. Um, Two songs that
1: I found both shockingly enjoyable were uh, Pull Up with Tussie and 21 Savage. I I wrote that one down next, too. Super, super good song. Yeah. I was vibing all the way through it. Um, I feel like at least in my opinion i feel like 21 savage hasn't been doing good on features lately that's just how i feel um, sure. but this one i feel like they both i feel like they worked really well together i think this was a good um <laughs> collaborative project um enjoyable song
2: yeah
0: yeah i so i listened to that song and i remember seeing something about him recently mm-hmm. and uh this 2C guy i had no idea that he was like a dude, or that he was, yeah, like actually making some pretty popular <laughs> music lately. Yeah, and so I went and listened to like his whole new album that just dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently the biggest song is "Favorite Song." I don't know if you list if you've heard that. It's. I don't think so. I'm not very up on like the uh what's big on TikTok or the radio music. Oh, I kind of, is. I I don't know if it is or not. Oh. That's why I I just saw that it was trending, and not so that. I'm assuming that's where it's trending because I haven't heard it, Probably. but. Um, I listened to that whole project and it was very respectable. Hmm. Very respectable. I would not by any means say that, like, top to bottom is the best album I've heard right. this year or like he's you know the next whoever, but right. it was came out this very year. respectable. What
1: that came out this year?
0: It came out on Friday, yeah. That, oh, that 21 whole, Savage song oh. came out with oh, an album, okay. so oh. I just listened to it and like, huge shout out to that, that album because that... I'll be, I think the best way to describe his sound based on this album is if Roddy Rich and Lil Durk made good music. I'm going to go listen to it. Yeah, because I I like a lot of Roddy Rich's vocal (laughs) stuff. I don't think he has, I don't think Toosie has this range vocally that Roddy does, but then again, I don't think he really tried to on the album ever. Um, and he's kind of got this similar Lil Dirk vibe to when Lil Dirk does something a little more melodic and a little mm-hmm. less drill. Okay. Um, like I said, it's it's not by any means like top to bottom of the best album I've heard or anything, but I think... Um, it's a very respectable project. I think there's a lot of growing room for him to do. Yeah. But it was really cool. I ended up reading a little bit about him just cuz I was curious, like I'd never heard of him before. Mm-hmm. Um he was born 4 days before me. So like, oh, wow. I don't know why I felt like this connection. I was like, this is my dog, like we yeah, we're, we're, we're like yeah, we're we're in this together now. But he uh anyways, because of that I was really listening to the album lyrically and it was super cool like to mm-hmm. hear him kind of go through these growing up. I wouldn't say it's like a coming of age album because obviously like I'm 23, he's 23. right? But um, it was like an adulting album, like becoming an adult coming to real responsibilities, recognizing your immaturities. yeah. And then you still hear some of that room where he needs to grow or where yeah. like maybe we both need to grow in that in like recognizing that there's still work to do in, in growing up it's very um it's very homegrown very intimate like familial feel in the album there's a lot of like relationship relationship stuff um stuff about just like family and, and yeah. your neighborhood and kind of growing up that way which i i found it very enjoyable but like i said definitely some growing room needed artistically and musically but right. I think he's got a lot of potential. I was I was very impressed.
1: I'll have to listen to the album. I didn't know that was a part of a project. I just yeah, like I said yeah, saw I it. saw and that's it. how I
0: found it too. It's yeah. just on the new singles, but I'll have to go back and listen. Yeah.
1: Um, the last one that I got that I can remember is I don't actually know how to say her name. I I want to say it's Tovlo.
0: Yeah, Tovlo. I right? I don't, I don't yeah. know how to say it either. I don't, but...
1: Like the yeah yeah, but her I like you single. It's good. I, yeah, I thought it was surprisingly good. Um, I was kind of hesitant to push play next on hers. Sure. Just because that's not usually an, that's not really an artist I listen to. Yeah. But I was like, you know what, screw it. Mainly because we're we're doing this podcast, and so we review. So I'll review. Yeah. It was a good like, song. Interesting, and it's one of those songs that I was saying like it feels clubbish. Like interesting. That's more of a party song to me, like something yeah. I could definitely see a lot lot if it were to blow up blow up i don't know where it's at right now yeah but if it were to blow up i could see a lot of people putting this in a rotation at like any party house party club
0: like interesting yeah so i mean like you i'm not the biggest tovlo fan right but i i think habits by her may Mm -hmm. be like my favorite guilty pleasure song because it's not the style of music that i listen to or that i would say is my favorite genre or anything and i think the moral of the song is horrible (laughs) And like it's just kind of a depressing like message for sure. But oh my gosh, I vibe with that song. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, before I embarrass myself more, um yeah, there was some there were some solid singles that came out this week. There was I didn't listen to a whole lot where I was like, this is absolute garbage. Then right. again, I didn't listen to like every new song that came out this week, but at least from the artists that I listened to, there wasn't a whole lot of like trash. There was yeah. definitely stuff I didn't keep. But it was nice to hear like some good solid music come out. That was just kind of refreshing.
1: Yeah. I feel like <clears throat> this week I downloaded a lot more than I have in the past couple weeks. So yeah. very enjoyable on yeah. my end, at least. Cool. Yeah.
0: All right. So for our next segment here, we are going to have our first official guest on the show, the artist formerly known as Maddie Gladstone maddie vance who's also known as my wife uh is our resident basketball expert and here to chat with us and preview the nba finals a little bit so welcome aboard thank you um <laughs> um we i don't know how much we'll like talk sports all the time right um just because i think like that's not necessarily like the focus of our podcast, but sports are a major entertainment. And so we'll for sure preview and, and talk the big stuff. And we kind of mentioned that we'll, I don't know if I, you can't say preview because they've started right. and game two actually it's just starting right, right, right as we're, yeah. we're talking, but um, yeah, we're going to chat just a little bit about the NBA finals and, and kind of see how things are going. So if you live under a rock and you don't know anything about the NBA, Features Jimmy Butler's Miami Heat against Nikola Jokic's uh, Denver Nuggets. Uh, First time in franchise history, they made the finals. And Jimmy is back uh, to avenge his bubble defeat. So uh, not the finals that I think a ton of people wanted to see. I think there was a ton of people that wanted Lakers-Celtics or Lakers-Heat or Nuggets-Celtics. But I don't know that... A whole lot of people really wanted to see Nuggets Heat. Yeah, probably just Miami and Denver. Yeah, yeah. So it. I mean, this is kind of an interesting dynamic we have here because you are a, a Jimmy Buckets man. You want him to win his ring. Yeah. You think Nikola Jokic is the best thing since sliced bread?
2: Basically is.
0: So, <laughs> um, I mean, how how are you, how are you guys both feeling about this finals matchup and and? I mean, are you excited to watch it or not? Um, oh, and the Nuggets are up 1 0 in oh, the series. Yeah, they did win. They won the on game. Monday mm-hmm. or we Thursday.
2: We haven't seen any games, though.
0: Yeah, we, well, any of the first game or the yeah. beginning of the second game. So
1: the <laughs> first game was all right. It was like a good little back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Denver caught steam very early on. Um, They used (laughs) and they only did this because I don't like to do they used Aaron Gordon for like the first seven (laughs) minutes, like just Aaron Gordon They just kept dumping it off right in the pan. He just lay the ball up. So that sucked. Um,
0: But did you see his interview? I think it was after the first game. Where he was like, Mm. I'm a I'm definitely going to tell my grandkids about these playoffs. Yeah, when when I locked up cat and then I locked up LeBron and now I locked up jimmy butler
2: yeah and i was like did like no hate or yeah like yeah
0: no you're not
2: <laughs> no yeah. i don't like that he guy probably he will, probably
0: though. will but his grandkids okay. are gonna be like grandpa has dementia <laughs> grandpa's losing it he,
2: but is he wrong
0: i don't know is he wrong Is has he locked them up
2: pretty well okay they're in the finals
0: i mean you know more than i do so yeah he did a- He he's done okay Yeah, you just don't like. I
1: just don't. I just think (laughs) he is one of the most mediocre players that can dunk really well.
0: That's it. He's. I will say he he strikes me kind of as like a uh, a more athletic version of what, and a little bit less cocky version of what Draymond Green and Dylan Brooks are on their teams. Right. Like he he doesn't do a whole lot other than you need his energy on defense, and he will score when he's wide open. Right. Right.
2: But that's what they need. That's true. they don't need another all-star player
0: you just need the one even
1: though he said that he deserved to be an all-star this year okay i'll
2: just ignore that part
1: (laughs) (laughs) that was stupid we roast me ty and james roasted the crap out of him he did
2: not deserve that but he does what denver needs him to do
1: this is true um i think a lot of people have the Nuggets winning it like pretty easily. That's all I've really been hearing, especially after the sweep over the Lakers. I think Shaq took the broom out on set, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah. Um I still don't think we should count out I just realized the pants. That's funny. Uh,
0: <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Jaden and I have matching pajama pants for when from when we were roommates slash mission companions in Boston. Uh-huh. And they're sparkly rainbow colors. And he just saw mine sitting on the floor. So,
1: it's oh my goodness. Anyways, um, I don't think we should count out the Heat just yet. I think they are the definition of scrappy. Um, and I think somebody said this about the Timberwolves last year about them being scrappy. The reason why a scrappy team is so scary is because they're so unpredictable. And mm. if you look at them, you look at people like Max Struess, Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, who are they? We They're the know. same guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you have Caleb Martin popping off for like eight threes, seven threes um, in game seven against Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, just completely came out of nowhere. And then in game one against Denver, they suck. All three, three of them points. Yeah. yeah. They all are trash. Yeah. Um, and then you have somebody super uh inconsistent on offense in Bam Adebayo cuz yeah. game 7 i think he had like 5 points or something like that game 1 he had 20 he had a double double 26 points 13 rebounds something like that so i think overall i think denver definitely does have the upper hand but i think to count out the uh the heat would be a mistake and that's what they want so
2: mm-hmm.
1: heat in six
0: really yeah actually oh okay yeah okay i mean i don't really have a horse in this race i'm like i love basketball but like the celtics and the jazz are kind of my teams just because i've lived there and um the fact that neither of them are in it and that it's miami and denver doesn't make me like dying to see who's gonna pull it off like it'd be cool for Jokic to win it after the last few years that he's had it'd be cool for jimmy to win one um I would say I'm probably like a little more partial to Denver just because it'd be cool for the first time in franchise history right? um, with how much success they've had and how much they've gone through with like Jamal getting back and everything. But what I, like I said, I don't really have too big of a preference or like too much stake in it. Um, What do you guys feel like? Cause you want the nuggets to win. You want the heat to win. Obviously you think they will, you think the nuggets will win um what are the keys that both of them need in order to win this series
2: okay first can I answer your first question because you never let me answer answer the first one
0: I'll be honest I don't even remember what my question was but yeah yeah (laughs) go for it my
2: whole life and he (laughs) asks a question and then goes on a rant and then I never get an answer
0: okay okay I apologize I don't even remember what I asked genuinely but go for it
2: (laughs) okay you asked what Makes this entertaining or not entertaining oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the series. Okay, so yeah, I can I'm, answer? With
0: you. I'm with you. Okay. I remember now. Okay, I Good. was just kidding.
2: <laughs> okay, I understand why this might not be the ideal matchup to like someone who doesn't really watch the NBA or isn't super invested or wanted the Lakers Celtics, whatever. But here's why I like Denver and Miami. I think they're both just super underrated. They've got selfless stars Jimmy Butler and Jokic it's not like a I still love these guys but it's not like a Steph Curry or a Kevin Durant where they need to shoot 50 a game to win right they've got all these underrated stars they work hard on defense they hustle and so that's why I like this matchup I like both teams I wouldn't be mad if Miami wins right I love Jimmy Butler I love Duncan Robinson as much as you hate him
0: I don't have anything against him. I think he. J- well, that's not true. I don't hate the man. I just think he needs to hit the gym a little more and stop complaining when a fly bumps into him and knocks him on his back. He'll be sitting there, and a little butterfly will hit him in the chest, and he'll just land flat on his back. Oh, it was a foul! No, you're just small. Anyways, that's my rant on on Duncan Robinson.
2: <laughs> but I do like Denver. I think Jokic is super. Unusual. He'll pass, he'll score. He doesn't need to do any one of those things. He can do it all. And how do you stop that? Right. Is what I like about him. But Denver, they just beat the one and the two seed in the East. So I can't argue with that. If any. Yeah, sorry.
0: Yeah, the heat. The heat,
2: the one one and the two seed in Milwaukee and Boston. Boston. So if anyone's going to do it, it's them.
0: Right.
2: So anyone's going to break history, it's them. They're the second seed ever to make it, eight seed to make it to the finals.
0: First playing team, yeah. Granted, it's only been like three yeah. years, right. but still yeah. cool. Right. Yeah,
2: I do have Denver in six, but I would not be mad with the Heat. Yeah. And if anyone were to do it, I would not be surprised. It's them.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like, I like I, I'm in the same boat. I, I I honestly wouldn't be upset if Denver wouldn't, just if Aaron Gordon won. Um, yeah. I just don't think he's deserving of a ring. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I love Nikola Jokic. I love Jamal Murray. He's been one of my he's favorite like players maybe. ever since. Um. Since the bubble. Yeah. Um yeah. with that whole Donovan Mitchell and Jamal yeah, matchup. One of the yeah, it was super exciting, got me on my feet. So I I used to hate Jokic, I'll say that. I, I thought he was a dirty player, but now I just don't even care. After Draymond stepped on a man, I
2: do just... <laughs> nothing <laughs> compares to stepping on a man. <laughs> yeah.
0: I saw someone say that he looks like he's playing in flip-flops. Yeah, and I yeah. used to hate watching him play because he looks so unathletic. Yeah but first of all, I've never seen such an unathletic person be so good in a sport. Like Dirk had a little bit of that. Like Dirk didn't move like everybody else, but he was athletic. Like Mm -hmm. he made athletic moves. Jokic does not look like he ever makes athletic moves and yet he just bamboozles the best players in the NBA, which is kind of cool. But anyways, now that
1: lower unathletic magic Johnson.
0: Yeah, that's probably true. Um, But now that I feel like I'm picturing him playing in flip flops, like a uncle on vacation i think it's hilarious yeah. and i enjoy
1: uh-huh.
0: it yeah what was your second question so my second question was what the, are the keys uh to you what are the keys for miami to win this series and for you what are the keys for denver to win the series
1: um i think one of the biggest thing is <clears throat> stopping that high pick and roll between Jokic and murray because they have so many options with that alone that um it's it's pretty hard to cover because you have to cover Jokic and Murray at the same time.
0: They run but it then, backwards, man. Yeah. They run it with the big man by handling <laughs> the
1: ball. And so it's like, okay, well, who would you rather take a shot or make a play? Mm-hmm. Jokic or Murray? And that's that's not very good. Yeah. Your odds on both of that are pretty much the exact same somebody's going to score. So they need to figure out how to lock that up to the best of their ability. And then it's still early. Like obviously game one is over and game two is literally right now, but you can't have those three role players playing that inconsistent. Like you just can't. Um, Caleb Martin showed in the Bucks um, series that he is more than capable of being a number two or a number three option on that team. So he needs to continue having that confidence, continue making those kinds of plays. and taking a load off of bam and jimmy so Mm -hmm. i think that's offensively and defensively probably the best that they got to do
0: yeah i do feel like the the heats bench is kind of having a year similar to what maybe i feel like the warriors bench had last year where some of these young guys that hadn't yet really proven a whole lot stepped up huge in the times that it mattered and like you said, they struggled at the beginning of of the series so far uh, in Game One, but in the big moments so far, they've been there. Right. And um, I I haven't heard status updates on Tyler Hero on what he's doing, but if you get him back and it fits the system well, he's a good three option to score oh, the ball absolutely. or even a two sometimes. But if you don't get him back, they're playing great basketball without him and they're in a great rhythm. And I don't know that you necessarily need to interrupt that Mm -hmm. unless things start getting really dicey and then maybe it's important for him to come back and and play. But like I said, I think they are in a very good position that the players who need to hit their peak Mm -hmm. are hitting their peak at the right time this year.
1: Yeah, and I think – I think it's really good for the Miami heat to have somebody like Jimmy Butler. He's such a great leader. And I think that's just amping them up more. Um, You look at like all the things he's been saying, like in interviews and um, even after the games, like people are just reading his mouth, like talking to Kayla, like, no, we're fine. Like we're okay. You look at every single interview, even though the Celtics came back and made it a tie series. No, we're fine. We're gonna go listen to some music, wind down a little bit. Like he's just a super good leader to have that's going to um like you were saying, like be unselfish, get your guys into the game. And even if he doesn't have a great game, he's still going to push kind of like a Draymond Green. Like he's gonna be that guy on the floor saying, Hey, no, shoot that. Like you're good. Forget about whatever you just did. Next play. Let's go. So I think that's another good thing that the Miami need to have.
0: Yeah. You uh you've been showing me jimmy butler's instagrams after his games and his instagram story just looks like a proud dad showing off all his children like it's not even pictures of himself he's just like
2: like at
0: duncan Duncan robinson like he's just tagging them in photos of themselves without jimmy in it and he's just like great game from so and so tonight just it's super cool to see that from a star yeah i like that a lot well what about for the nuggets
2: i think I think for both teams, it's basically a battle of the role players. Whoever's role players play better. Like if KCP and Aaron Gordon and who else is there?
0: Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown. Brown. uh, Brown. Did
2: I say Michael Porter Jr.?
0: Yeah, and Michael Porter Jr. uh, Who's the dude? Uh, Jeff Green.
2: Yeah. (laughs) The man
0: who had the greatest block (laughs) I've seen this year at like age 55 or however old he is. So basically, I
2: think if – any of those guys, or if Max Stru starts popping off, Gabe Vincent, those guys. I think whoever plays better is going to win, honestly. Right. Because Jokic is going to get his thirty-point triple-double. Jamal Murray is going to get twenty-five. Jimmy and Bam are going to get twenty to thirty each, but it's whoever can play better off off the bench off those other star players. Yeah. I think I think Jokic could beat up Bam a little bit, though. I think that's a yeah, disadvantage. Dude, I saw I saw them.
0: Jokic throw Cody Zeller into the fourth <laughs> row from that first game. My gosh. That was a yeah. That was that was unsettling to see, but it was kind of funny, I'm not going to lie. I but... saw this meme.
1: <laughs> it was like, Cody, you have to guard Jokic, and it was um Dwight Shroop from the basketball episode and he just has his arms up like what do you want me to do? Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay,
0: yeah. That was funny. that's a that's a matchup nightmare whenever you have to run that but that's no al horford out there cody yeah um so role player success um i mean definitely seems seems crucial i think um i think the heats like like you said jaden i think the heats bench Uh, is in a position where they're like, we're fine. We don't need to like get down on ourselves. Mm -hmm. We want them to count us out because they've really thrived under that. I mean, like, let's be honest, this was a team that people were at the end of the season were stressing if they would make the playoffs or not. Yeah. They lost their first play in game, didn't they? Like they had to win they 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 had had to win the second game to get in. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean they've had their backs against the wall the whole year. Um, and Denver's been dominant the whole year. So I think what's interesting is they both feel like they're in the position they want to be in, right? which makes this a very interesting thing. You have the team that wants to be, have their backs against the wall. Maybe they don't necessarily want to do that, but they've been thriving in that situation all right. year. And the nuggets have been up the whole year. They've been dominating and they're doing so right now. Um, So I I think it makes for an interesting matchup, but do you, what do you guys think? Do you have anything that feels like, uh, maybe this kind of goes along with the keys to the game, but just things that maybe the casual fan or um, someone like that who isn't, hasn't been watching basketball the whole season that doesn't know these teams super well, something to watch for or something to keep in mind when you're watching these NBA finals. Cause like we said, I think a lot of people were, expecting boston to dominate in the playoffs they were expecting you know maybe a a celtics uh, lakers series or a celtics denver series or even if you go back to the beginning they were Mm -hmm. expecting bucks in denver whoever um not a lot of people thought this would be the matchup they're seeing um and it's kind of been like for the casual viewer who just likes the 30 foot Steph curry shot right maybe a more quote-unquote boring series for them to watch what do you think are like things to watch out for things that you may not know if you're just a casual fan going into this game. Do you think there's anything like that?
1: Mm. I feel like why people even say that, like, for Denver specifically, they are the most fundamentally sound team I think I've ever seen in recent years. Like, they play basketball, how basketball, like, is taught all throughout, like, schools. Like, it's – if I don't want to say the right way to play basketball because – there isn't a right way but like the fundamental way yeah yeah and i mean besides Jokic, because he's a freak of nature but everybody else plays to their position they do their role they make the shots they need to they get back on defense they play defense how they're supposed to so that's why people aren't like excited because you're right they're not getting the 30 30 foot um steph curry shot you're not getting a lob to lebron james and the crowd goes wild you're getting aaron gordon doing that nobody (laughs) wants to see that we saw that in the dunk contest get out of here
0: (laughs) but that's aaron gordon's getting the taylor swift treatment this episode (laughs) but yeah i i do i do i think that for sure and to be honest i think both of these teams kind of fall into that category miami has a little more finesse in what they're doing but i think they're the reason they feel like boring teams is because they're very fundamentally sound teams. Right. And um, like we said, it's not gonna be a ton of ISOs and just jacking up shots right. or throwing down on people like John ja Morant or Zion or whoever, but it's gonna be a lot of very fundamental basketball. If you're watching the technical um fundamental styles of basketball, then I think this is definitely like the finals you've been wanting the last. Right decade or whatever
1: yeah Yeah. and and you even look at somebody like jimmy he's he's a now a current day i'd put him in the superstar conversation sure i'd say that absolutely um where he's not flashy in whatsoever jimmy butler is not a flashy player until if like the playoffs you know playoff jimmy but even then if you look at his game he's doing his pump fakes He's taking three dribbles into the paint. He's kicking out. He's moving around. He's looking for open guys when his shot isn't there. He's not somebody like um, DeMar DeRozan where, like, he knows his spot. You know what? I'm going to take the shot anyway. Like, I have two guys on me. I'm going to still take the shot because I know I'll make it. No, he's going to – if somebody's on him, he'll look to pass out first. He'll look mm-hmm. to find the yeah. open guy. And that's the same with Nikola Jokic. That's why you don't see him shooting all the time even though he's very capable of doing so. He had 9 assists in the first quarter last game. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. That's it so it I think both of these teams are very fundamentally sound and I think that's why a lot of people hate it because it's not this it's
0: not flashy. Worship. It's not the yeah. it's not the Dame Lillard step back over Paul George right. kind of finals Dame, that you're going right, to see. Right. Yeah.
2: I think it's just super focused on defense too and like yeah. coaching strategies which people don't necessarily like watching.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This this feels a little bit more like a finals that would fit in in the early 2000s mm-hmm. or the 90s mm-hmm. than in the absolutely. 2020s but I think I think for sure it if if you are a fan of fundamental basketball and I mean there's not a ton of it today like you've been saying even on the college level it's gone further away from that there's not a whole lot of teams running with those styles of players but I think there is for sure intrigue and and importance in the technicality of what they're both doing and if you just know what you're looking for with that it's very impressive and very like entertaining to watch it's it's kind of like I mean a lot of people don't like watching baseball but for me like I love watching baseball because of how technical the game is yeah and if you know all the ins and outs and everything that you're looking for the game's very interesting to watch but it's not flashy and showy and so i think Mm -hmm. you just have to know what you're looking for in order for you to like get heavily invested in it yeah
2: Mm -hmm. i think another reason i like these teams i feel like everyone's just kind of accepted their role which like doesn't happen on other teams like you see like Kevin Durant and Devin Booker fighting for spots or Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in that last series, which really hurt him. Jordan Poole and
0: anybody else on the Warriors.
2: (laughs) But I think these two teams show like younger kids watching basketball, like teaches them the fundamentals, play defense, know your role. Not everyone has to score. 50 a game, like it just shows that if you score like 10 points, play defense, like that can help you get to the finals and win.
1: Right. And I feel like some of these players like Jimmy, they like show that scoring isn't what makes a game. It's every aspect to a game is what makes a game. So if you are 0 for 10 in the first half, but you have four or five rebounds, four or five assists, you've helped out just as much as – anyone else without you they're not getting the boards. without you they're not getting these assists they're yeah not i mean finding you, the open guys. if
0: you got 10 assists but you're you've missed five shots you've still accounted for 10 points Right, plus
1: yeah like so it, it it's definitely cool to see that it's not these teams aren't a one trick pony they're not a um hero ball team they are both very well team um teams i, I yeah. guess yeah, it's it
0: ironic that one of them has a guy named hero on the team you know?
1: <laughs> and he plays he,
0: he is the there. only one maybe in the series that plays a little bit no, of I'd, hero I'd, you, I'd say yeah. uh, i'd say i too at times yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: yeah
0: they've got a couple but in general
1: <laughs> yeah in general they're usually pretty sure
0: good. yeah cool i mean like I said, I don't I don't have a whole lot of stake in the in the finals, but it is an interesting matchup to watch. I think no matter who wins, it'll be cool to see them yeah. win. Um, I feel like now for me, I would just like to see the Nuggets get a sweep because I think there's only Ooh. been like what four or five in finals history or something like that. I was reading, and so just from like a a basketball fan standpoint, that doesn't really care who wins, it'd be cool to see that happen. But I, I, if Miami pulls off the greatest series of upsets in basketball history then sick like awesome but i mean is there anything else that you guys uh have to say about the finals or or any of the players or
1: i think with this finals it's history for either side and i think it does so much good for either organization Mm -hmm. you look at the heat jimmy finally gets his ring he will probably go down as one of the best playoff performers in basketball Mm -hmm. um you have kyle lowry getting a second ring and that's usually the time where people will start considering debating for like hall of fame status Mm -hmm. he's not a hall of famer (laughs) i'm gonna say that right now
2: but he's in the discussion (laughs) but
1: he's in the discussion um you have kevin love getting another Mm -hmm. ring you got bam getting his first along with a a lot of these other young guys Mm -hmm. um this will be what the heat's fourth ring as an organization this will um i can't pronounce his name but the coach Spolstra. he uh that'll be what his fourth
0: ring i think he's i think
1: yeah um he'll go down as another very great very successful coach Mm -hmm. but then you look at the nuggets as well Jokic and murray finally stopped the talks of they can't win to like they can't make it out just like joel and beat like y'all can't make it past whatever round they're in the Mm -hmm. finals if they win they shut everyone up they get their first rings um the nuggets get their first ever how great would that be going to your first finals and winning your first finals that's amazing and then both of these destinations become player friendly too like okay like we've seen what they can do so Mm -hmm. dynasties can be set up for both which i don't want to see happen Mm -hmm. because i feel like that'll take away from a lot of the fundamentals Mm -hmm. that we see but it still gives a lot of player option um and Y'all said save it for the podcast, but Jimmy's retiring in three years.
2: <laughs> I don't buy it.
1: He's done. I'm telling you, he's not playing for very long. I think once he gets his ring, it maybe a year. Maybe he'll play one more year, two years.
2: I don't buy it.
1: You think
0: he's in it for a bit?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's been saying that a he jersey is the last thing he'll wear, like, before he retires. So, not saying that helps my case or anything, but he also has um, – his little business he's got going on with his little coffee shop or whatever that he's been getting very invested into. So if he wins a ring, why not? Why not get right into the business aspect and kind of do Maybe you? Maybe he
0: wants to win too. So he can be in the hall of fame discussion.
2: Yeah. I think if he wins one, he's going to keep going because he wants more. And if he doesn't win, he's going to mm-hmm. keep going because he wants one.
0: Lowry. He's too
2: competitive. He he just be really done.
1: competitive. I'm telling you three years and he's done. By <laughs> What year is it? By 2026. By the end of the 2026 season.
2: All right, I'll mark it on my calendar. Gonna, Get gonna, back to you. We'll
1: follow up with you at that point. We will hear Jimmy Butler
0: retires from the NBA. <laughs> so, any my
1: finals. Any,
0: any final thoughts that you have?
2: I'm just really excited for the series, and I think it's good for the game of basketball. I love Steph Curry and Dame and how exciting that is, but I think it's really cool just to see the fundamentals pay off and show that the does win championship and playing a role on a team in defense all those little things can actually pay off
0: yeah absolutely I think um it would be super cool to see I mean one of the great things about sports and the reason we're so invested in them is because of um that message of like your hard work pays off or or whatever and that's not to say if you lose the finals you didn't put in hard I'm work right. or whatever but like regardless I think the point is regardless of who wins that effort was worth it. And even if you don't, I mean like to get there and to achieve what you've achieved, like Jamal going through what he went through with all of his injuries for him to get full circle, to be a crucial part where you're not even in this position this year, if you don't have Jamal Murray, right. Um, For him to, to win a title would be awesome for Jokic to, you know, the man got drafted during a Taco Bell commercial, man, Taco Bell commercials are plaguing me this episode. (laughs) Maybe it's a sign. Um, but, like, for him to, to go through that, to come from where he came from and, and get there, that's super cool for uh, Bam to prove himself in the big moments when he's, you know, people say he disappears in big games, for him to have a chance to disprove that, for Jimmy to go through everything that he's gone through with all, like, the effort he put in in the bubble and seeing that fall flat um, would be super cool regardless. And, and I do think, like, I feel like the – the moral of the finals if they do write scripts for this finals must be that like hard work pays off <laughs> because I think like I, I just, I, it'd be super cool for any of them to, to get there. Yeah.
1: High school coaches are going to love this finals. Cause that's <laughs> when my coach was always like, go back and watch these players. No, now they can say, no, go watch the finals right now.
0: Watch watch BD BD this week. Get your, get your point guards and say, go watch Jokic. Be that <laughs> yeah. man. Oh, literally. be the seven foot serbian <laughs> yeah cool Beautiful. all right so the last thing that we have here um i don't even this probably won't be that long because i guess i'm the only one
1: that listened to it but someone didn't do what we were supposed to do no
0: it's it's cool we'll, we'll uh yeah, we'll cover a little mean. bit of it here and we'll uh talk a little bit more about it maybe in the context of the film next week but um metro Boomin's spider-man across the spider-verse soundtrack album came out this week um along with the movie and i did see the movie we'll probably chat more about that next week once you've gotten a chance to see it um but i gave the soundtrack a, a couple listens um i think this is one that a ton of people or at least us have been super hyped for yeah i consider the first one one of my favorite movie soundtrack albums the annihilate one no the the oh, first spider verse first... album okay, gotcha. yeah, yeah yeah um there's a ton of tracks on that i love um yeah sunflower obviously tons of streaming records yeah. um there's a great juice world track on it i don't have it all off the top of my head but there's right. some super good ones some stuff i loved on there um it fit the movie super well like it was just a super um enjoyable kind of upbeat album and project mm-hmm. um so this one being produced by Metro Boomin I didn't really know what to think because I feel like when you have a specific person do the soundtrack even if it is a producer with as much range and variety as Metro Boomin has it limits a little bit of what you're able to to do like you just don't have I feel like you don't have as much freedom or at least you don't get as much freedom from all the different songs, right? So I was just mostly curious because I love a lot of his work, and the last soundtrack that I oh, actually, I thought he did the Creed Two soundtrack, but I think that was Mike Will made it. But anyways, um, I was I was just like really curious to to listen to this album. You said you listened to one song or or no <laughs> yeah, songs? No,
1: I listened to self love because that was one of mm. the the uh, that was actually the only. Song on New Music Daily from yeah.
0: the from the uh, album. Yeah, I think uh, there was one song that is in the movie that isn't on the album, and I think it's just because it wasn't produced by Metro Boomin. Oh, but gotcha. it's called Mona Lisa by Dominic Fike. Okay. Um. Anyways, that's not really pertinent to what you were saying, but <laughs> so you listen, you listened to Coil Ray's yeah. self love song off the yeah. album.
1: Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't a fan. Yeah. Um that's not and just because it's not my style of music sure. um it, it was it was a beautiful song like production wise right I, I liked the production on it a lot song wise just not my cup of tea um mm-hmm. yeah
0: it just yeah not for me i i will i will agree i think um it's it's hard not to talk about a soundtrack in the context of the movie but i want to at least try to review it more as music and as an album than mm. as just covering the movie. Right. Um. But I do feel like there's two types of songs on this album and it's very easy to discover when you listen to it and it's movie songs, like songs yeah. that are in the movie. Yeah. And then soundtrack songs that he just wanted to put on the album that may be about the concepts that right. are in the
1: movie. Yeah. And Self-love is one of those movie songs. Absolutely. Like it, yep. in the end of it, and I found out very quick because of the end of the song, it's Gwen Stacy or whatever you want to call her in this movie. Um she starts speaking. Right. I skipped right as I started hearing her voice. I was like, You're yeah. spoiling it.
0: So that that is throughout the album, actually, there's a bunch of uh closing mm-hmm. remarks to each song by characters, and they're just kind of little snippets from the movie. Um I don't know that there's a whole lot of spoilers, but there is like some, I don't know. Like, I guess it would definitely make sense to listen to the album after having seen the movie to feel like it progresses as a story. But I wanted to list a couple of the artists on this album to kind of set the stage for my listening experience through it. It's
1: crazy. It's a crazy list here.
0: Yeah, so the first track features sway lee lil wayne and offset followed by a song that has asap rocky followed by future and lil uzi vert um jid appears james blake appears nav uh don tolliver and WizKid, kid obviously we mentioned um and two chains and 21 savage as well as Nas, also um have features on the album and when I saw the track list, because the track list never came out before the album came out. Yeah. It just all came out when it dropped. And when I was reading through this, I think if I were to make a record label of what I would call streaky artists, like they make great songs or terrible songs, this (laughs) may be the group that I would sign to that record label because I love a ton of their stuff. I love a ton of 21 Savage. I love a ton of, I mean, Lil Wayne fans and future fans are diehards. But let's be honest, they've got great legendary bodies of work. There's some boogers in there at some points. Yeah. Like even everybody's got it. Yeah, everybody Every does. Everybody it. does. Um so I I was just like, I don't know. I was concerned and curious yeah. to see how it would turn out. Um and it had its highs and lows. Yeah. I like, I won't lie. I, I don't wanna like I guess you can't really spoil an album because it's right. just music, but like I think my favorite track ended up being Am I Dreaming? Um, which is the second mm-hmm. song with ASAP Rocky and Royzy, And I'm not the biggest ASAP Rocky connoisseur. Like I said, I think he has legendary stuff that right. I love. Um, he also has a lot of stuff that I don't care for. Right. Um Roy-Z is an artist that I'm not super familiar with. Um the song gave me a lot of vibes from her that's similar to oh seven oh shake who's kind of an r&b pop singer or even like something that sia might do at some point gotcha. um but it just comes across really really well um they complement each other super well metro's production on the album obviously is what stands out mm-hmm. and after seeing the movie it does fit very well in the movie production wise yeah but like i said there's moments on it where i can tell this is not a Spider Man into this, like across the Spider Verse song. Yeah. And that includes, like, I mean, the most prominent example is the song Danger by Offset and JID on the album. Um, where isn't that it's...
1: in the first one too?
0: Is it in the? Danger. Oh, Danger. that's on a, that. A
1: minute, yeah, Offset
0: does have another song called Danger. I actually, it's
1: not from the first one. No,
0: that's from what the movie Bright that's right which is on yeah uh, uh, which is a netflix film but
1: with that's the will smith one right yeah
0: Mm -hmm. and um it was um i like it's just a trap like like rap track that would not fit a cartoon spider-man movie in the slightest um that being said it had some moments that i enjoyed j.i.d has a great verse on it The, the chorus is very bland but very catchy like yeah. very repetitive um but it's like what i've come to expect from migos and from offset yeah um though i will say listening to offset on this project he has some solid moments and he appears on it a lot yeah him and Several 21 times. savage and uh asap rocky and don tolliver i feel like we're all over this thing yeah and offset has some good moments but i i it's moments like that when I really miss takeoff from yeah. Migos because I think he would have provided much better moments on this album. I feel like he would have complimented the artists that Offset was with much better, mm-hmm. if not replacing Offset at least with him. Um, I may be mistaken, but I don't think Quavo's on the project at all. I think it was just Offset. Um yeah. But there's some there's some super good moments. I was really disappointed. The lowest moment honestly was Lil Wayne's feature really? for me on the first song. That's unfortunate. Um and when I looked and I saw Lil Wayne and ASAP Rocky, especially throughout this project, I was like really concerned that Metro just got them to make a bunch of double entendres about Mary Jane being marijuana. Wow. Um and I think <laughs> there was only one. I think really? there was only one. So that's good you know that that's off today <laughs> yeah um but i mean it's the album's not without its cheesy spider-man references you got it. as as it should like right. it's that's the style um
1: it's an, it's necessary
0: yeah you have um to. standout performances for sure from asap on it on that song uh um am i dreaming all the way live is a decent song um hummingbird was probably the biggest surprise to me mm-hmm. i have a lot of admiration and respect for james blake but i wouldn't say i'm his biggest fan like i just don't necessarily vibe with all of that music all the time right but it's it's a very intoxicating like listen it's Mm. it's very um vocally impressive i would say um and metro Boomin's production is an interesting um compliment to his vocals on it right um sway lee who also is throughout this thing kills pretty much every time he's on it like I was a little disappointed. I think I may be mistaken, but I think that Sway Lee may have just been throughout this thing because Metro was trying to get another sunflower out of him. Makes um, sense. But I was a little disappointed that Post Malone wasn't in it at all. If you were going to try to repeat that ever. Right. And not that you need to have them together. I just thought that Post Malone fit the vibe of that first soundtrack very well. Do you think
1: a song with Post Malone would have fit this soundtrack? I think... Him and Metro?
0: Yeah, I think it would have fit the film very well. Um, like I said, there's two such drastic sounds on the album, I feel right. like. Um, but I do feel like Post Malone could have had a place. But after seeing the movie and listening to the album, I'm not torn that, like, I'm not broken up that he wasn't on it because yeah. I think they accomplish both things fine. And I don't think Post Malone needs to be on every single thing always. Right. But I do think he would have, he would have fit in well if they yeah. had put him on it. But you're
1: but, not like, Oh, like they should have. Yeah. They should have had Post. him. No,
0: yeah. no. I, I was just like, Oh, if you're going to reuse Sway Lee all these times, then Why you not? might as yeah. well like get the other guy in right. there too. But Sway kills most of his parts on the album, which cool. I was, I was glad that he did. Um, I mean, top to bottom, it was a it was a good album i wouldn't say great i wouldn't say it was decent mm-hmm. it was it was good like it was better than decent it was good um i don't know where it would fall like in my best albums of the year i'd probably give it like a seven out of ten maybe okay um there's for sure some weak parts some parts that i didn't really super right. care for um some parts that are definitely like in it because they had a spot in the movie um that maybe may not be Metro's best work, but fit the movie really well. Right. Um. So I found myself enjoying it. I like of the two, collab, um, producer, soundtracks that I've heard this year being Dreamville's Creed Three yeah. and this one. I definitely think was, it was a little bit better personally. Mm-hmm. Um. You thought, one yeah, thought this one was better. Yeah, I thought this one was better than Dreamville's. Interesting. Um. And I did like Dreamville's project. I just felt like, I will say, I think there were better individual songs. Like I would say, if I had to pick favorite songs off of the two albums, Dreamville's album would have the best couple songs. But as a whole, project. but as a whole project, I think this one was a better project and a better body of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I found myself really enjoying it. I, it was interesting to me that I didn't know Metro was doing this album until a couple weeks Literally, ago. Yeah,
1: I think like two weeks ago, we, me and you found out around like the same time. Yeah. Like,
0: oh shoot, like Metro's
1: doing this. Yeah.
0: One. And when I did find that out, I feel like I remember hearing something about that. Like ages ago, mm-hmm. like oh, Metro's <laughs> gonna do the soundtrack for the movie, and I was kind of like, oh, great, That's you know, cool. <laughs> I guess I'll see when I get there. <laughs> um, but, um, it was interesting because his last project just came out six months ago in December. Yeah, his last individual work, which had been a long time since he did another project before that. I think right. Savage Mode was the last one he did, which was twenty eight. Yeah, twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, something, something like, like that. that yeah. It was a few years ago and ironically his album was superheroes and villains and the whole promo was like comic book stuff yeah, literally. and so it was interesting i didn't really put that together until after i listened to the album but i found myself like i don't know i was worried that there would be throwaways from superheroes or that like he i don't know maybe got a lot of inspiration for his last album yeah. from working on this movie or whatever but it doesn't really feel like that. Fair. I will say there's his signature styles throughout it. Like you get a lot of those great trap, rap, hip hop beats from him. Right. Um, but it like it feels like its own body of work, which cool. was cool to hear. Like yeah. it's a unique sound that I haven't heard from him, but within his wheelhouse. And I found myself vibing with it. So cool. I would I would give it a seven.
1: Nice. Uh did you download any songs? If so, which ones and how many, I guess?
0: Yeah. So i I did like annihilate the first track, Mm -hmm. um, excluding the Lil Wayne feature. And it's not that Lil Wayne was trash. I just felt like it didn't fit. And I felt like... He didn't need to be there. Yeah, he didn't need to be there. And it wasn't his best work. And um, yeah, I just like I didn't really care for his part necessarily. But it was a good song. Mm -hmm. Um, Am I Dreaming was my favorite one with ASAP. Yeah. Um, I did keep all the way live with Future and Lil Uzi Vert just Mm -hmm. because it was kind of fun um it was a cool sound i also kept the jid track <clears throat> danger mm-hmm. despite the fact that i think it has its moments where offset doesn't really perform that well right. and for the fact that you hate jid well oh, I'm, just kidding. Yeah, I'm just yeah yeah i that i don't know how that got lost in translation between us <laughs> Jaden thinks yeah, I, I hate know. jid and I think JID is one of the best rappers right now. I just did put his album in my top five last year. So, Um, so honestly, like the first five tracks I kept and I liked a lot. Um, I also liked link up Mm. though. I think it's a little more repetitive. Yeah. Um, And I kept, kept Nas Morales, which is the closing track with Nas, um, which felt, a little out of place but i think it's in the movie if i'm not mistaken okay. like i remember all of a sudden being like whoa this is a Nas song <laughs> but it fits it's... it fits in the movie at the point that it's in so mm. um the second half of the album was definitely weaker than the first for me um gotcha which i feel like you get into a lot of those tracks that were in the movie and fit really well in the movie but weren't necessarily like great metro songs yeah um so yeah i mean i think i kept if that's correct i think i kept seven out of 13 so about half yeah. half the project
1: yeah not bad at all okay yeah. well now i know going into it nothing really actually except that little wayne doesn't do great
0: yeah yeah i think the other weakest track um is "Nonviolent communication i think it has asap and uh james blake on it mm-hmm. it's just a weird fit for both of them and it didn't feel like it fit the movie and it didn't feel like it fit the soundtrack and i was just kind of like not really feeling it a whole lot um gotcha. i didn't love self-love but i do think it was one of the better coil songs i've heard which i'm not her biggest fan but i think she did pretty well on it and it fits in the movie really well at the part that it's in there right um there's a lot of that kind of um like hispanic heritage kind of songs uh reflecting miles morales's character which mm-hmm. was really cool to find in the album um And I mean, we'll probably talk a little bit more about the album's place in the movie next week when we kind of give our review there. Yeah. But all in all, I would say it's a it's a good project.
1: Cool. Well, then I'm looking forward to it when I listen to it on probably either Tuesday or Wednesday. I'll get around to it sometime this
0: upcoming week. Yeah. And I mean, I'm excited for our conversation about the movie because there's been a ton of hype about it. The first movie was very hyped up yeah it's done really well in the box office so far so i think we'll have a good conversation about it next yeah,
1: week. yeah i'm excited cool yeah yeah that's about all i gotta say
0: i i agree man we'll we'll wrap up here but um make sure you uh check us out wherever you get your podcasts i think we're still working on youtube yeah i'm uh a... we'll give it a look yeah, we'll yeah, give it a we're look we're figuring it out we're <laughs> figuring it out <laughs> you guys know like we said that we're just we're, we're still figuring this thing out man give us
1: till episode five and we should have a maybe good idea about what we're doing. Yeah, here. what the heck's going on. Yeah. Um, um yeah, you could also find us at Instagram, TikTok, and well, I guess we already said
0: YouTube. YouTube shorts. Yeah. We at <laughs> least
1: got those going. Yeah. Um
0: I feel kind of like that uh episode of The Office where Andy comes back from his <laughs> like four month boat trip.
1: Got like the beard and everything. yeah, he's got the
0: beard and everything, and David Wallace is coming in for a meeting and he writes up on the board and he's like, What is going on? And he's like, I need you guys to fill me in on what's going on. That's pretty much describes how Jaden and I are figuring out this podcast right now. But we're having a blast and yeah. hopefully yeah. whoever's listening enjoys listening. Right. And uh and if, we're just we're just doing it for fun, even if you don't enjoy it, we don't really care. Yeah. I mean we do, but if you but like we're still gonna do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well uh anyways. Tune in next week one and uh hear how uh what we thought of Spider-Man across the spider-verse. Absolutely.
1: Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>